weekly hijack. Trust no one. Trust no one. <laughs> well, that's Anna Lucia's motto anyway. Uh, we just finished the other 48 days, which told the sad and stressful story of the tail section. I really tailies. enjoy this episode. It's unusual episode. Like, I don't think any other episode of Lost is structured like this no, one. No, I think this is a very uniquely structured episode. I mean, the previous, Lost. The previous Leon is at the end of the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but it, there's no flashbacks unless you ca- count the whole episode as a flashback. Yeah, showing um, all the. It's a chronological days. flashback with actual days, and, and yeah. it's, it's interesting too because just from Ryan's point of view, you're just peeling together lots of very intense little tiny scenes. Yeah, all the all the little moments. Yeah, and I bet I mean you could probably go and write whole episodes about some of those days if you really wanted to, but I suppose. But that, no need. Generally, to. yeah, that's not the way you do loss. Like no. this, this is a very specific set of circumstances that yeah. necessitated this. And so we learned. I think you know if you're going to ever get any sort of um, empathy for Anne Lucia, this episode should hopefully do it. Yeah. Oh man, the the. The picture of Echo holding her while she's yeah. crying is just beautiful. Yeah, because it's the only time all episode that we're just like, she lets her guard down. Yeah. I, I love that line, like, you wait for 40 days to speak, you wait 40 days to cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great... It's the, the Echo-Anna relationship is very interesting. Hmm. Because, like, every time she would do something, she'd look to him and be like, are you okay with that? Like, she was his... He was her conscience. If he would have said no, she wouldn't have done something in some way, I felt like. Like if he, if he would actually have said, don't do that. You know, you yeah. even saw that in the previous episodes where he's the only one who has much sway over what she does. Yeah. Well, have you seen the guy? He's the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think it's more yeah, than that, though, too. But yeah. 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 It's a very interesting relationship. I mean, it's, you know, it's almost... I mean, you don't want to push this metaphor too far, but you know, it's like if Jack and Locke got like actually listen to each other, bounce off each other yeah. a little bit. That's an, that's an interesting perspective. Because I it, thought you were going to say she's it's kind of like uh, Kalia and Braun. No, I, wouldn't do that. <laughs> I guess you could say that, but what's just interesting, you know, you hear that they were thinking about in the first episode of Lost to have a uh, you know Jack die and have the strong female leader uh-huh. as in Kate, but it's like they actually did it here for. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. And they're like, oh, we should have this idea. Let's just try it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting how they play with the audience who knew about Ethan beforehand, but knows that, okay, the others have done this before. Yeah. So it's possible that the first time audience is probably on the fence about whether Nathan's the guy or not. Yeah, which is fun because it's like, you don't feel like, oh, they're just tricking, you know, it's red hair, or we should believe it. Just like, I I don't know. You know, they, they realize that it's ambiguous and they'd rather play that than the like, pretend they tricked you and all the smart readers are like no i thought it was good one yeah <laughs> you're just like ah good ones ah because we don't know but you know if you've had all this and you talk may have about goodwin previously yeah, yeah so you don't you don't really know what to make of them yeah like something big was important to them but you don't know what yeah. exactly it's interesting too though i was thinking all the accusations they were making against nathan could have been said against Goodwin too, and, yeah. and it's just because he acted differently that. <laughs> and apparently Nathan has this problem with uh, having to go to the bathroom for long periods of time. <laughs> I mean, he's on the plane. He says that was his thing. I mean, he obviously has issues. Maybe, maybe he's their drug drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, isn't there 
a bathroom that uh, on the plane that they're trying to get in that Charlie's trying to get into and it was already taken, so we had to go to the other side of the plane. Oh, that's I think that's that's Nathan. possible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or, or that Bernard, because Bernard Bernard was also going to the restroom too, wasn't well, he? Yeah. And then he got bowed out of the seat, so maybe it was. I don't know which one it would have been. Or was he just sitting in a different section than Rose was? No, she she was waiting for him to get back. And okay. Then he, he buckled in real fast. Okay. Before. Well, you win the obscure details memory <laughs> award. For this time. <laughs> I'm, well, hopefully it's right. Sometimes I misremember. So. <laughs> and then, you know, random details, the, the the glass eye. You're just like, that's just weird. Yeah. And I don't remember that being referenced I don't anywhere think it else is. Either. I think, you know, people make theories like it was Mikhail's eye. Yeah. 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 One eye. It's possible. So, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. It doesn't matter. But you can make you can connect some dots if you want to. Uh-huh. I, I feel like there's, there's some other episode – maybe season three where they're in like a cave and they find like some the, the toy truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you think, Oh, that's going to be something. And, and it never actually no. is <laughs> whether it may, they had meant it to be something or not, you know, yeah. who knows? But I mean, Echo is a very interesting character. I mean, he always is, but you know, yeah. you've only seen him in like his savage, like I'm being people up state and he gets off. He's all dressed Nice. Like a priest, yeah. You know, um, well, not quite. You wouldn't you know if he's a priest climb. or like a businessman That's at this true. point. Yeah, he was just in a nice shirt. But he picks up the holy Bible. Yeah, he picks the Bible. So you can't, if you wanted to make the guess, you could have. Yeah, there were but clues. They were breadcrumbs. It's very interesting. Listen to Goodwin this time. You like not that the others were right, but you know, you can tell like they got killed by Echo, and so he, you can tell the dance. He's trying to protect his people. Yeah, in many ways, you uh, know, and a lot of this stuff, and it just. It's very interesting to watch Goodwin this time, knowing yes. who he is. Well, if nothing else, you have to admire his dedication to his act. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would not have been easy to hang out with the survivors for that long, considering, you know, they were survivors. Like, yeah. they didn't have much to live on. Well, I think he probably was not faking about being the Peace Corps. Oh, probably not. I think yeah. that was probably... And it's very interesting when he's, she's like, does that still exist? And I... I don't know. To me, my watching knowing it was him, I almost thought he would like. Wait, should I have? You know, does it still uh-huh. exist? Yeah, you know, because who knows how long he's been there. Yeah, and you could tell when he was getting like a little uncomfortable with where the, as they were piecing things together yeah. about the spy and all that kind of stuff. But it's always interesting. Though, he wasn't a good person, so we're not taking him. You know, that's a very interesting. Yeah. The other's view of good, it, and it's really that ambiguous. Like from the our our survivors' point of view, the others are just evil. From the others' point of view, half the survivors are like killing people, killing their people left and right. Yeah. Well, the, the problem with the others has always been they're very one dimensional in their thinking. Yeah. It's like they're very like our way is the best way, and it's we're gonna their connect. island, and this is our religion, and this is we're going to do it and this we, way, and we don't have any need to tell you about what's going yeah. on. Just, <laughs> that's yeah. And so, in the army life, I guess is you know we do have the U.S. Army run around later on, mm-hmm. well earlier on, <laughs> <laughs> depending on which time <laughs> timeline you're looking yeah. at. <laughs> Yeah, but there is there is there is an item that actually has history to it. Yeah, and it's interesting they set up this whole like this is another Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse is episode. It? Okay, and you can tell they had this sense that even in by season two there were lots of levels of people here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of history. Well, yeah, because you get your Dharma and then you get the Prince Army and this Peace Corps guy and mm-hmm. you know yeah. Interesting. The the more the episode goes on from the tail people's perspective. You have to wonder, by the time Anna Lucia came back after Goodwin, you have to wonder at their trust in, in at, at her. Because, like, you know, 
she said he was bad, and she also said Nathan was bad. Yeah. I mean, she happened to be right the second time, but that's like the only time she was right this whole episode. Well, you know, I'm stretching a bit. It, it, you don't get much Libby. Libby's a very interesting character. You know, she's doing that story that trusts the guy a leg, and, and yeah. she's something. Something the tale people had rough is that they didn't have a jack. They didn't no. have a, not only for the inspiration, but for the medical kind of purpose. The very medical, and, he, and he's very level-headed. Most times, I mean, yeah. he gets he has his he has his moments. Yeah, <laughs> don't, and they don't don't have a Saeed either. That's true, which would help a lot. Yeah, well, and they don't have. Um, and you notice you saw them like eating oysters or clams or whatever that was. They didn't have any of the supplies from the plane. The plane, yeah. their plane, half of the plane sank. They were right just away. a lot worse off. Yeah, <laughs> in lots <laughs> of ways. Yeah, they yes. land really close to the others. Yeah. Then oh, and they didn't have gin to go fishing for them yeah, either. Exactly. <laughs> so. It was like only by the time they got around to day, what was it, 41 or something, when they were actually building nets. Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah, they did not have the supplies or the manpower that the other side did. Yeah. But they also didn't have quite as many people, so I guess that was part of it. Like even even when you saw them on the beach at the, at the beginning, it didn't look like there they, was, they said 23, 23 survivors. Yeah. 23. And how many, do you remember how many there were of the other section? About 40. 40. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 42. I don't know. Just throw the number in there. So I feel like this is a good time to bring up a question you and I talked about while we were still watching first season. Is that in a, in a way, the tail section people, the only one who actually lives through the end of the show is Bernard. Yeah. Most of them don't actually make it past season three. Yeah. Uh, um, well, and well, I guess Cindy does. But she's, yeah. But she's, she's, she drinks a Kool-Aid. So. But she's largely forgotten about until yeah. season six. Isn't Echo the only one that makes it to season three? Yeah. Of, yeah. The, of the main ones. Yeah. And he only doesn't, he doesn't, even he doesn't last very long. Yeah. So the question is, is this tail section stuff largely filler? Does it have an a important role in the rest of the show? I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting. It does kind of, it's at least a foil, if nothing else. Okay. If I, if I can use that foil, literary, yeah. literary term of, you know, the, a foil is where you have something that you compare your main people against to see how they fare. Um, the classic example I've always been told was, you know, Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, at the beginning of Huckleberry Finn, and then at the end of Huckleberry Finn, Tom's basically the same. Yeah. And Huck, <laughs> Huck is very, very different. True. And, and I do, you do get some insight into others in a different manner, which is kind of the whole, kind, one of the, the running themes of this season. Yeah, I and mean, well, you could do it other ways, probably. Yeah. But the Goodwin thing is... You know, you, you, you compare the, uh, like, Echo to Locke, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, they show a, different dimensions of Locke compared to Echo's faith. Yeah, yeah, and that's and the, the addition of the Echo one is very interesting for this se- second half of this season where Locke's really wrestling with... Mm-hmm. And faith. Echo becomes more steadfast. Yeah, they, in many ways it is. I mean, they, they are kind of a blip in the whole thing, but in many ways maybe they are... They do, they do highlight our characters in different ways, and... And they are largely, hey, we need more plot. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that. And it's not that Lost doesn't do that. I mean, there's a lot of the freighter stuff that's in fourth season that's really contained to fourth season. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It, it's, it is probably the one of the largest influx of characters that suddenly disappear. I mean, I guess... Yeah. The, yeah, the, because some of the freighter people hang around for at least a season. Miles can make it to the end. Oh, yeah, Miles make it all... Yeah, those, both of them make it all the way to the yeah. end. And... And and the other characters have pretty. I mean, Daniel Faraday is a very important, very part, important yeah. character to introduce. Yeah. So, but and and I guess and then there's Libby who doesn't last terribly long, but does make a pretty big impact on her life. Yeah, and and I think the way uh, maybe you know we talk about you know the others, how these other 
survivors impact our survivors. I think next episode is called Collision. Yeah. Um, maybe that is, you know, part of the, the reason for it to see, hey, what happens if we throw this new element against all our semi-stable or, uh, society we have here? That's true. So, and that's important. Well, we should probably get to the next yeah. one here. Anything, Natasha? We've talked a lot, but... I mean, it's a shame about Goodwin because he seems really nice at the beginning of this episode, and then you see him later interacting with Juliet. He's a relatively decent guy. I mean, he's got some problems, but he doesn't seem evil. The only time he ever seems evil is after he twists that guy's neck in this episode, and then he just has this creepy vibe. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, Ana Lucia wakes up, and he's staring at her, and the way he talks to her in that last scene. Well, yeah, he, he turns very cold when when <laughs> she asks why, you know, when he explained why. That conversation is great. Yeah. Just awkward, like, tense. This kind of, the kind of building as she's putting pieces together, and he's being very stone-faced. The others do seem to be very good at deceit. Yes. I mean, all of them. <laughs> yeah. You kind of wonder how they pick that up, because, you know, most of the time, their lives, until these very key moments, you'd think they were by themselves. Well, but I guess people are constantly, I mean, the whole history of the island is people coming to the island. So they probably learn, it's like, probably like defense mechanism, a camouflage of sorts. That's probably true. And we do find out that the others do have some connections off island, so they yeah. probably do have to deal with other people more often yeah. than we think. Okay, so next... Uh, episode collision. collision. So we just finished Collision. Very good episode. It's a very good episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember with the title. I didn't remember what it was about. But it's a, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this one. Yeah, we we fully resolved the whole tail tail section and the. Uh, all the whole, all the planes survivors have been reunited. I have to say, for as much as a lot, as a lot of viewers hate Anastasia, she has a very, I think she has a very strong for for being one of the first characters they introduced late. Mm-hmm. Her and Echo really hit, and Echo hasn't had much chance yet. I mean, everyone's intrigued by him at this point. Sure, but Anna, Lucia has a very strong entry. Like she feels like she could, at least with her backstory and with her character and her all the angst around her that she could very easily fit into the there's, culture of the lost survivors. Yes. There, there's a lot going on with her, um, in the background and you can, she's a, she's a character and some similar to Sawyer, I suppose in the first yeah. season before you knew anything about him when everyone thought he was just a jerk. Yeah. Um, but in this case, not knowing anything about him, you think she's just, a also kind of jerky, uh, but, but there's actually, when you, on a second watch, you see what's motivating her the whole time. And like in the last episode, yeah. there's a bit of a foreshadowing of kid thing. Yeah. I think Goodwin asked her if she had kids and she has his look and yeah. And I don't think this episode would work near as well without the last episode. No, probably not. Yeah. If you hadn't known like mo- most of what happened or something like that, I don't think it would have worked. No, probably not. I, I, I would agree with that. You need that empathy for, ex- well, especially Anna Lucia. I mean, like Natasha started when it started the episode, she was about ready to wring her neck. I still, she's she's a terrible person. I mean, <laughs> granted, okay, she was pregnant when she got shot by some punk kid who didn't know that. I mean, it was a terrible situation, yes. But to not let the law take care of him, to take matters into her own hands, she's hot-headed. And oh, yeah. Just, she goes... Way too far. <laughs> no, you're yeah, you're right. All I think time, and, and so it's hard to find anything redeemable about her. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that she's supposed to be particularly likable. Well, certainly not, um, uh, what's the word, not imitatable. Uh, she, she's not the person that you want to like, oh man, I wish yeah. I, I could be as authoritative as, yeah. you know, Jack or, you know, or <laughs> as cheerful as Hurley. She's not someone that you want to imitate. No. <laughs> certainly. They've certainly uh, given her complexities based on more than what you first thought. She was just horrible. And she is. she has a lot of hotheadedness, and I don't think that's ever quite... And that's just that's built just part into of her. her. Yes. No, that's just her. Yeah, very interesting. The whole resolution between her and Saeed, I thought very sad in yeah. a sense. But you know, we're both dead. And, you know, and that's one. But very, oh, just and, interesting. And that, yeah, I I did not remember that at all. And that idea of him feeling dead obviously keeps played out later. Later, yeah, quite substantially. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to have this have two characters in a place where they're like. Yeah, either either one of them will accept their fate if they're about to die. They, yeah. they and they both kind of think they deserve it, and then at the very end, because they both feel the same way, they spare each other. Yeah, and, and it is kind of as much as you know, like Natasha, she she makes her, she digs her own <laughs> grave most times. You feel, at least I feel a little bad when everyone's like, yeah, she, people just keep leaving her because she's because she is over the top and whatever. But you know that she's just there all by herself and. Knows that she basically deserves it. Yeah, and her sense of isolation is not going to go away anytime soon. No. It, she beca- she's pretty much ostracized for a while after this. It's interesting. This is well, a couple you know parallel things. You know, first off, she did basically the same thing Saeed that happened to her: kill someone. Mm. Uh huh. Okay, hers was accidental ish. This is the second time Jack finds someone he knew from. I mean, it's not as far back as the whole Desmond thing. But, you know, he had met with Anne Lucy oh, and the uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah. You know, so there's that, you know, they play with that connection there at the end. Like, oh, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's interesting how well that diffuses Jack. Because he's all ready to yeah. go out but guns a-blazing. But then as soon as he hears the name Anne Lucy, he's like, oh, wait. And Echo sees that in his face. You can tell. Echo's like, yeah, you're coming. <laughs> nobody else is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and it, it just, there's a lot of stuff like that playing. I mean, the the introduction between Locke and Echo, <laughs> this, this sizing, sizing each other up, and it's like almost there's almost this like sixth sense of like them evaluating. There's something to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hi. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the whole scene, but there's a lot more underneath. You know, if yeah. you just write on the script, you'd be like, oh, Echo is such a wise guy, man, though. I know just, the way he he, he read what, that whole situation. When you could tell, that, you know, with the guns, he's like. This is not, you know, as we find out later, he knows what guns, you know, (laughs) things don't end well with lots of guns. Yeah, true. Then we've got some some renewed Kate Sawyer stuff. This is a very interesting episode, too, because they have a lot of, I mean, that's all stuff. And then they have the golf, they're playing golf at the beginning. I mean, Uh it could be a very chaotic episode, which many things they started with, but it really compacts really well near the end. Well, I think, and it's a great return back to the camp. You know, after yeah. like the horribleness of what we just saw yeah. at forty the other forty days, to see them playing golf and yeah. and doing laundry and all this stuff, it's just such a stark contrast between <laughs> the two. Yeah, but it, it it plays well, and it's like it's almost like a reintroduction of things. I and I really like enjoyed Charlie's role in this because Charlie doesn't always get a lot to do, but yeah. it was nice that he was sort of the first to, and he interacting with Hurley. You know, they're kind of being friends again. Yeah, 
So I don't know. I just enjoyed. There's just a lot to enjoy in this. A lot, little little setbacks. You know, like Michael runs into Sun's garden <laughs> again, <you> know, again. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the reunions were fantastic. Uh, yeah. Good to see Rose and Bernard. Well, Michael and uh, Vincent. Vincent, which is kind of bittersweet. Sad, yeah. yeah, that was like, a bittersweet one. Yeah, Sun Jin one's great because she's not even paying any attention. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny because she actually knew Jen. Then I guess she was just very patiently waiting for him to to come yeah. back. She knew he was there, but and it's just nice, you know, like because you forget sometimes that a week and then wait a week, you know. So they have the the beep in the background, like why don't you go get the button? Like we haven't <laughs> forgotten that, and we're still doing that thing, you right? Know? Right. Don't worry, we'll get back to that. <laughs> I suppose anyone who knew uh, Gilgamesh, what, what's what's he from? Is He's that, from the Babylonian. It's the Babylonian mythology. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it had anything to do with anything. I, Maybe. It, who knows? I, yeah, I mean, it's just odd because. They don't often point out things like that. Yeah, but well, I don't know enough. I don't know yeah. enough. But I know more of Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy than the Babylonian things. So. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Anything we missed? No. Very I, enjoyable. I mean, those two work really well together. They really do. They they kind of they piggyback. They handle the they handle the tail end very well. For the you know for this the whole introduction and, and because, the meeting and yeah and yeah and I would not have to have the the you know Shannon being killed end like that. It's just it. The whole way they panned everything out was very unexpected. Probably the only case I can think of of a survivor killing another survivor. Yeah, I think so. They never go really uh, like they They're, saw your jokes about going Lord of the Flies at some point. But I mean, the worst really, that ever happened was Saeed torturing Sawyer. Yeah, Sawyer. yeah. There was never really much infighting from either group. No, there, uh, will, there will be another That's survivor true. killing. Oh, there will survivor. be. Michael. Oh well, that's okay. true. Yeah, <laughs> very notable exception there. At the point, and they do have they do split off eventually at the start of season four, I believe. Split off. Yeah, like Jack has a group, and then Locke has a group. That oh goes yeah, to yep, the yep. Barracks. yeah. They have a lot of infighting, but not usually. Not it doesn't usually normally come to death. Yeah, but except for this season, strangely enough. <laughs> All right, I have no idea what's coming up next time, no. so we'll be surprised. It should be fun. It should be fun. Uh, stay tuned to Derail Trains of Thought. We've got an episode on post-apocalyptic stuff coming up soon. Yes. So uh, Tune in on iTunes and Stitcher and our website. And if you've forgotten that website, that is derailtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. Uh, until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye, Jack. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.